Blog Talk Radio. Trying to deal with this wet weather. That's all. Trying to stay uh, above water. <laughs> hey, as long as you're above ground, it's a good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Papa? How are you? Not much. You know me. I'm just living the dream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. All righty. So, it's another Friday night. It's time to get it cracking. Yes, indeed. We got a lot of ground to cover. Going to get it all in. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, Cal. What you got for us tonight? All right. Might as well get this party started. Got to go get me a cocktail, but uh, I'll get that in a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We got a hot topic tonight. Jesse Smollett, he is back in the news. Won't be intimidated into paying a $130,000 bill. Chicago want him to pay some cash money. Uh-huh. Also, Virginia Lieutenant Governor speaks out on sex assault allegations. And man who pretended to be Timothy Pitson lied. Hmm, interesting. Our hidden and quitted headlines. Afghan Army outfitted in an an expensive, ineffective camouflage uniform. Also, Motel 6 agrees to pay $12 million to settle a lawsuit. Also, state sued Trump administration over school lunches. And before we quit it, it's a little new segment we got there. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? He's going to hit us up tonight with some serious stuff going on. Our weird news tonight. Two men arrested after shooting uh, at each other. Also, a judge orders both twins to pay child support. And a man forced to shorten fence gets revenge with a naked mannequin. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine, are we arresting kids now? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper. Our cocktail of the week is the hobnail. I'll kiss the list in the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be right back with the hot top. 
time is it? What time is it? What time is it? You know what time it is. Do you have any idea what time it is? What time is it? You know what time it is. It's time for the Friday Night Pajama Party Show. Hi, welcome back to the John Party. My host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the first hot topic. And uh, Papa Didi, you got the first hot topic. What you got for us tonight? Uh, Let's see here. Just these small ass thing, I tell you. The story that just keeps on giving. Yeah, he said he won't be intimidated into paying $130,000. Okay, now. He's not going for it. Okay, well, anyway, you know, uh, it's a continuing saga of that particular story that uh, Chicago seems to really have a a real, uh, some type of obsession with keeping him in the news. And now they got a, a new mayor who's picking up right where uh, Emmanuel left off and uh, that don't make no sense because if I was a new mayor I wouldn't be worrying about what Emmanuel's trip was but anyway just a small lit will not be intimidating to pay $130,000 $106.15 how they came up with that damn number I don't understand that okay to reimburse Chicago for investigating his claim that he was a victim of a hate crime his attorneys say Okay, the city demand the demand for payment is meant to harass and uh impetuate the uh the whole situation of this particular uh thing here. The man was acquitted with that particular not well not acquitted, but he got he got misdemeanor treatment for misdemeanor crime. And they're trying to come back, you know, Emmanuel who's said had about nine hundred black folks killed in South Side Chicago Chicago during his mayorship. You know, so he got nerve to talk or room to talk about anything when it comes to, uh, you know, somebody getting justice. And uh, the the chief of police, who they botched a uh, a white cop that killed a black uh, young black man that was unarmed, and that case went completely. The cop got acquitted completely. So there was a lot of different things that Chicago really really needs to be worried about than getting money from Jesse Smollett. So the city, like I said, they, uh, the letter was uh, shared with CNN by Chicago's Department of Law, and they went on TV with the whole situation. So city spokesman, a guy named Bill McCarthy, said that Smollett must pay within seven days to help offset the cost of the investigation into his alleged attack. Seven days they gave him now, okay? All right. The man was made after the prosecutor dropped all the charges against the Empire actor, you know, who was black and gay, and he, uh, he's he been accused of staging the attack on himself to bolster his, his profile in his career. All right, Smollett so, so, so missed the deadline on Tuesday, said McCarthy. Said this, so the city was drafting a lawsuit against him. All right? Wow. 
So, like I said, what I don't understand is that uh, all this here is just, it's so overzealous. It's so, you know, they're not used to a black man getting off easy like that. They're used to seeing you, like Bill Cosby, getting let off to jail at, you know, early 80s. Like James Brown and Mike Tyson and everybody else black that they can just throw handcuffs on and put in jail like it ain't no thing. You know what I mean? But... Now that a black man's actually walking, they just they can't believe it. Yeah, they lose him. Oh my mind. God, how did he how did he do that? But then you got this woman here that's with this whole uh, college scandal thing, you know, Miss Pretty Little Missy from. Uh, oh yeah, Full House. From Full House. And the Desperate House. The main one, her and her, uh, her, her and her Mister Mister Looks So Good husband, they paid five hundred thousand dollars to get a free education of their daughter who admittedly went on YouTube and said how she hates college, hates school, and a whole nine. Now, this girl was, you know, spoon-fed her whole life. So, read a book? I gotta read a book. When my mother and father just gave me pictures my whole life. What what I need to read? But I'm trying to understand with the Smollett thing. If they sue him, are they saying that either way, even though the case was supposedly dropped, and there were no charges that stuck to him. They're saying we feel like you need to pay us back for the money we spent for the case. I don't understand that. I mean, has this ever happened before? Do you know of any other cases where somebody, you know, ended up being sued or being requested to pay back some money for the investigation? No. You know, I think he. I think he's just being ousted because he's a celebrity. And they figured, okay, we, we're we not going to, you know, sugarcoat stuff. We want you to pay us back what we spent time on. But you, like I say again, you can't tell me that it didn't come from the top to take care of this matter as far as, you know, they were saying probably that it was a high-profile case. And somebody from the top said, look, take care of this or, you know, deal with this. And get this out the news. Let's uh, uh, use our resources, do what we need to do to to resolve this case, and and you know let's get it over with. So now you're coming. I think they're coming at the wrong person. Hmm. So um, I, I've just never heard of it. I mean, maybe it has happened before, but I don't recall hearing a situation where even if they thought it was fraudulent, I don't recall hearing anybody mm-hmm. being requested to pay the city back. You know, if y'all expended the money and you you think that, you know, it was a fraudulent situation, it is what it is. Right. Well, you have to get that money back some other way. Yeah, I'm just wondering, if he had not been a celebrity, would they have still been requesting? I don't, you know, I tell you, I I can understand what you're saying, Kettle, in some respect. But the one thing I just can't agree with, I just don't think that a black man, no matter what his status is, will be able to make a move like that because that's just not it just it's not in the cards, you know. And they, that's what they're shocked about. They just don't mm-hmm. see that happening. And and like I said, they they're not even given that college thing where this woman did five hundred thousand dollars. I can see the other one, um what was the other the other actress the housewife, name? Desperate housewife. Desperate housewife, you know Felicity. With, yeah, the one with that husband that looks like he's nine hundred years old. Anyway, you know, the, the the main one, this lady spent 
$1,000. And she was going in there on some type of a, a sports scholarship. Mm-hmm. With all the pictures and fake me out pictures and yeah, and, and rowing, fake me out um, yeah rowing they were this will be bro, pro rowers on a mm-hmm. pro rower scholarship where the SAT was already done for them and and oh my I mean the whole nine and she walked around smiling at the courthouse signing autographs like it was no big deal and you see Bill Cosby around the courthouse what he was doing hell he had a cane and. People helping them down the steps and all kinds of stuff. But this woman's like smiling like everything is going to go away, which it probably will. Hmm. In fact, they're going to say it's, it, she, they settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money because if they offer to give $2, two million to that county or what have you, just like Smollett did when he took that. Because the biggest thing with that situation is that when you break down the misdemeanor, a misdemeanor has words on the books on what that charge calls for. Right. And when he went on and paid big money for it and paid his, you know, said, look, keep my money, keep my little $10,000 bail, whatever it was, 20000 mm-hmm. you know, keep that, and I'll do some community service. I'll go around and pick up some trash over in south side of Chicago for a couple of days, yada, yada, whatever. And that was that was the extent of it. And they, they displayed it out. But then when Emmanuel and that police chief came back with all that venom, it was like, damn, ain't y'all talking to the to, to, the, to the damn uh, judicial side of the city? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, they're just out for revenge. The right hand wasn't talking to the left. Yeah. Don't you think? I thought, you know, I don't know. But is, is he running for something again? Is that why he's pushing the issue? Emmanuel? Yeah. Emmanuel ain't running for nothing because he only got in here because he was the he was the chief of staff for uh, Barack Obama. And he yeah, ruined Barack Obama's yeah. reputation. But, yeah, but what I'm saying, that's the only reason why he got somewhere. But now, like I said, he doesn't watch over 500 black folks get killed in the south side of Chicago with a bunch of cases still open. So, Emmanuel, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done. Please, you know? So, do you that's think like, Jesse like should crazy. go ahead and give him the Do you think Jesse should give him the money? That hundred and thirty thousand. One. That's that's taxpayers' money. They have to get the. They have to get it back some other way. Because like you, like already, you said, if he wasn't a celebrity, would they still be going after him? No. The record nah, Joe he wouldn't Blow, be no. news. He wouldn't be news. And they know how popular how popular empire. There, you know, the sad part about it is Chicago is trying to stay with him so they could stay just as. Uh, was relevant. relevant as as Empire is, because they know right now the Empire is pretty hot. He's pretty hot on Empire, and I've been watching Empire the last couple Wednesdays, and hell, he's still doing his thing. You know, he ain't lost no beat. Well, so. I wish him well, because I yeah. I agree with you, Kettle. Why should he give it to him? Well, it wasn't the case was already settled. Exactly. How you gonna come on the back end and say, oh, by the way, I mean you. You know, when you walk out of court after dealing with a case, don't you want to get in your car and just drive away? Right. If it's over, it's over. Yeah, and by the time you get halfway down the highway, oh, 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 by the way, hey, look, 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 hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You, you may have gotten look, away with this. we need you to come back and, uh, we want you to pay this money. Are you kidding me? That joker done jumped on, he's already. If the already... judge didn't say I had to pay it, then the heck with you. Yeah. Did he win that award on the, uh, on the Image Awards? No. no. He didn't win. No. And he, he was, was a nominated, no show. 
He didn't show yeah. up? He didn't go, no. No. He was nominated. I, he was he... I, I, I think it would have been 50 50 as far as support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Because, you know, that's the sad part about things, too, because even in our own community, you know, black folks talk a lot about Trump and, and stuff like that. But you, we got some of our people who, who are just as asinine as he is in their own way. You know what I mean? But you know what? That's But that's because I think people accuse people, just like when Barack Obama was running, there were people who were accusing people of supporting him just because he's black. And you have people who were saying, look, yeah, I'm supporting him just because he's black. And why not? And then you had other people saying, no, his race well, you don't think, has nothing to do with it. I'm supporting him because I believe in what he stands for. I believe in, you know, the, the his platform and all of that. But I really do think deep down inside, a lot of those folk who were saying that, they were supporting him because he was black. They just didn't want to say it. Why not? And I why think not? when it comes down to people like Jesse Smollett, when you have a celebrity and something goes down, even Bill Cosby, you had a lot of people who were supporting him just because he was black. Simple as that. They were like, no, we're going to stand behind a brother because he's a brother. Come on, who? Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby, Jesse Smollett, any, any celebrity. Why, but why not? What? That's what I'm saying. People get him, behind well, people all, how? Be, not because you really well, wait, believe well, in your heart how do you that think they that, are right or wrong. How do you think that you Trump got in office? Because they're black. How do you think that Trump got in office? I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying that people get behind people sometimes, not because they believe in what they're doing. It's well, because you know, they're it, black. It goes deeper than that. I mean, Trump got in office because... He was at that at them those uh, primaries, you know, with straight belligerence, and that was a dog whistle to all the trailer park trash that was listening to that stuff. Those evil, right. vicious jokers Absolutely. way up in the sticks somewhere, or or poor white trash within the trailer parks. They was loving it. Absolutely. And they just came out in droves. But they the said, point oh, I'm making God. is that sometimes because. It is assumed that people, black folk, will get behind another black person just because of their blackness. And why not? You have some people who will push and go the opposite direction just because. Just to show that I'm just, I'm not really. Exactly. Yeah, just exactly. to say, it's not about their blackness. If he's wrong, he's wrong. Like with Well, Bill yeah, they want to talk if all he's wrong, he's wrong. Well, you know, if he's sometimes, a racist, I'm not going to stand behind a rapist. I don't care if he's black. You know, sometimes people I'm talk, like, well, some people speak their life. Like they're always being monitored or like they're always being looked at. They're worried about so much stuff instead of worrying about their own ass. They worry about the well, reputation. They, they worry about the neighborhood. In political, sometimes ain't got to do with it. Sometimes it's I'm worried about the whole. Correctness. Yeah, Folks correctness. Yeah, correctness. Folks want to sound correct. Right. Even though when they go home behind closed doors, they are a like, mess. I'm a stand behind the brother. They are a black. mess, exactly. Oh, we and we know people like that. We all know people like of that. Of course. And even I mean, people, let me wait. Let me ask Kettle. Let me ask Kettle. Kettle, remember when the DC snipers started, right? Mm-hmm. Black folks were rooting for this to be a white person because yep. we were like, "It's no way. That's a black man picking off black yep. picking off people." In D.C., mm-hmm. that's that's a white stuff. Yeah, but also, it's too, no way that's a black man. On that case, we were crushed when we found out that was case, a black man. Yeah. When he was convicted, they didn't send, they didn't spend no time sending that boy to the gas chamber, did they? They sure didn't. That they boy, got rid of him with a quick. That boy was was the death penalty, and next you know he was in that room smelling that gas. 
Absolutely. And that was it. But I'm just saying that, you know, most of us in the black community were like, that's a white man. And when they finally caught him, we were like, wait a minute, a black man? Come on. Come on, brother. Every time, I mean, I'll admit it. When I see crazy stuff on the news, some woman got snatched. Somebody got this and that and another. And when they catch him and I see a black face on TV, I'm like, come on, brother. Really? You know, but. That's the way it goes. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes black folks just get behind people simply because of the blackness. And then sometimes they do the opposite just because of the blackness. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. Um, let's talk about, speaking of the blackness, let's talk about the lieutenant governor in uh, Virginia, Justin Fairfax. And as you know, this brother is being accused of some sexual improprieties. Well, let me just say it. He's being accused of rape and sexual harassment, and I guess that that's probably to sum, sum it up. But uh, these two women, two black women who are accusing him, were interviewed by uh, my girl Gail. What's Gail's last name? King. King, thank you. Gail King on CBS this morning. Uh, during the week, and I saw both of the interviews. They were in there crying and everything, saying this is what happened. Yeah, they cued the tears. That he, he did this and that. He held me down and all. And I have to say that usually I am very sympathetic to women when you are believable. But I had a hard time believing their story. I wanted to believe them simply because I'm looking at black women saying that a brother did this to you. So I'm listening to them with a believing ear, and then when I listened to what they were saying, I, I just wasn't believing it. Yeah. Because the story just didn't sound right. Well, both of them, selectively. Exactly. Neither one of their stories made Especially much sense. Especially the home of the, uh, the braids. Well, either one of them. That the one but, with the braids. But what he's was. saying Ooh. is that now he took the lie detector, the polygraph, polygraph is that what it's called? He yeah. took the polygraph, passed the test on the first time, and said, look, I will make the results. He made the partial results public. He said, I will make all the results from the test public because he's trying to clear his name. He's saying that what they're saying is not true. He's saying that, yes, he did have sex with these women, but he's saying it was consensual. They're calling it rape or something else. One of them is saying rape. Now, he's saying, you know, look, I got a wife. I got kids. This is really, like, hard for me to have my family have to deal with all of this and listen to all of this. But he's saying, I didn't do this stuff. So... All I can say is that when I listened to this story, uh, I forgot which one of them it was who said that she was at the convention, the Democratic convention, and that she went, he invited her to go uh, the last day of the convention, said, let's go out and get some fresh air. So she went with him to get fresh air. Then he says, and this is her story, he said, I need to go by my hotel room to get some papers. She went with him. Now, my question was, why did you go up to his hotel room? If he needed to get some papers and your uh, your objective was, I'm just stepping out to get some air, 
why were you going up to a stuffy hotel room? You could have waited for him in the lobby, let him go get his paperwork he needed to get, and then when he came back down, y'all could have kept on going wherever you were going. But she went up to his hotel room, went in his hotel room, and then she claims, I just stood right there by the door. And I'm like, who does that? You're going to go in this man's hotel room, and there you're going to stand by the door like a scared teenager? Yeah, but that's not even the big deal. Of it. But No, let me finish. Oh, yeah, so well, now she's standing the there by it. the door. She says he came over there and kissed her. Gail said, well, was the kiss consensual? Well, she said, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you end up sitting on the bed. Sitting on the bed. Now y'all are still kissing. Laying back on the bed. Right. Now. now the next thing she says is that all of a sudden she could not feel like she couldn't move her neck. No, but hold up. But you skipped the part. Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Real she would say, no, let me Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is you what I heard the in the interview. No, this, you skipped the part because she part? said that they started kissing now, laying down on the bed. And Gail said, was that condition? Yeah, yeah, I was kissing. But then I felt some on my neck. Now, first of all, when you laying down on the bed now and you kissing Joker, first of all, his Johnson ain't got hard, okay? Now, when his Johnson is hard because he feel like he's following through. See, I think that blood goes up into the penis like a barometer, okay? And it's judged by how much you are, you know how you're going to be set free over the next few minutes or the next particular time frame. Okay, now. So, I mean, let's, okay, let's you, move well, it to you. Now you're laying no, on the bed. Let's kitchen. finish talking about the barometer. Okay. Okay? Now, when that barometer is going up that blood up into your penis, if the person keeps on doing the kissing, kissing is a strong, strong, strong nucleus when it comes to an erection. It's not even funny. Okay? Right, it's foreplay. So, right, truly. And and now once that, when, when Gail said that, all right, all right, so you guys are laying on the bed, and you were still kissing, lay on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Was that consensual? I love the interview that Gail gave. Yes. And, 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 and she, she said, said yes, yes. It was. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. All bets is off. This is right. Then I couldn't but, feel my neck. Get to then this day. Day. Now, like, when she said she couldn't control her neck, there was yeah. pressure on her neck, she couldn't move yeah. her neck. I'm saying, okay, unless you're saying that now you've been tied up or something, your hands were free, your legs were free. If whatever was happening, even if somebody had your neck with both hands, you still have both hands you can use. Why didn't you just move? Do something. Move your arm. Swing your arm. Do something. If you really wanted to not be in that position, personally, I feel like you could have done something to extricate yourself from that situation. So to say... He basically forced her head into his crotch, yeah, and then whatever weird. went down, and now she's feeling like you you took advantage of me, you made me do something I didn't want to do. I'm trying which to understand how did which, you which get is, to that but, point? But, but, but that when you say that there, that powerful like that, that's something that should have went to the police the very next day. And that's what I'm trying to understand. Why the fuck is this fucking nine years later? I mean, I'm gonna put it to you. Uh, let me just be blunt. If somebody tried to force my head into their lap and you're trying to make me put my mouth somewhere where I don't want it to be, either I'm going to use my hands, I'm going to throw up on you, or I'm going to bite you, or I'm going to twist that sucker off. You're not going to make me do something that I'm not trying to do unless you got me at gunpoint. If there's no weapon involved and my life is not threatened, you cannot make me do that. You can't. 
Now, I, I mean, just, I never having it. been in that situation, I'm speaking theoretically, but I don't understand it. Yeah, but, and but, for her to not have said anything for all these years, all these years. and then when it looked like this brother of uh, Fairfax, Justin Fairfax, mm-hmm. when that whole blackface thing came right. up, and it looked like he's now going to get the job the of getting becoming the governor of right. Virginia. Right, that's when everybody now, said, oh, oh, not all him. Of a sudden, all yeah. this stuff comes up. And I'm like, now you can't make me believe that you, you were feeling some kind of way for all these years that you didn't have the heart to speak up. But all of a sudden, when that looked like he's going to get that job the as governor, job. now you got your nerve up. Right. And now you're ready to tell all this stuff that happened all these years ago. All right, well, then, right, while we speak I on this, you got anything, I don't that. want to overtalk. Kelly, you got anything to say on this, or? This is blowing my mind. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a red wine. Those, those women are well, not yeah, becoming well, incredible. All right. And then, well, let me and say then this here. Now let's. Uh huh. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Now, when we switch to the other young lady, I forget her name, but she's the one that had on the red outfit with the with the dreads. Now, mm-hmm. I love Gail King's interview. She said, "Okay, well, let's talk about you for a minute." She said, "Didn't a man have a restraining order against you?" A few years back for this and that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And wasn't there a problem with you with with kids as far as the child endangerment thing? You would. She said, "Yeah, but that has nothing to do with wait, well, hold up, bitch." Uh, I think that I think that Gail King wanted to say, "Well, hold up, bitch. You done had a motherfucker. You don't had a motherfucker file charges. You done had a trucker file hara- uh, a restraining order against you. Uh-huh. You know, traditionally a woman would have a restraining order against a man." What? But this man had to get her. You had child endangerment on your children that you had to get out of. And and, and the girl said, well, wouldn't that uh, lean on your credibility? Well, no, that has nothing to do with it. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Nothing to do with it. What do you mean it has nothing to do with it? One lady's name is Tyson. The other lady's name is Watson. Yeah, well, Gail King wanted to say, well, no, nah, honey, you crazy. Okay? You're, well, that's, and then that's they the both, biggest thing, you, their, their, their character. That's that's the oh biggest thing, the credibility. The, the, like main, the one in the red, the one in the red was worse than the other sister. The other sister, she's now a doctor, and you know she like right damn near white, so she's playing it off with her old situation, trying to keep the doctor thing going on. But the other one was just a regular Joe, you know what I mean? And and, and mm-hmm. she was just she's just a crazy motherfucker straight up, and you could tell she just got her hair done. She had a fresh some fresh some fresh cornrows in her hair and all that. Then she cued the tears, cued the tears immediately. Like she just does this whenever she has to. Oh, you should have seen it. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. But what gets me though on this whole thing. Now let's, let's not get past the fact that the governor situation with the black face has been shelved a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's been totally shelved. It's been shelved, and the governor's mm-hmm. out there doing his thing, and he's he's hanging out with black clergy and all kind of shit, trying to you know get back into the black folks' bosom. But they still fucking with the lieutenant governor. I'm like, well, wait a minute, how the hell did you let go of the guy sit up there in blackface in the yearbook in a clan outfit, and he claiming he ain't no, neither one of them on the picture? Wait a minute, it's on your page, right? And I think it was the one page of the, had his name on the top. But yet, neither one of those. It was the one. He was the one in the Klan outfit because the one that had on the black face, the teeth and the and the smile and the lips was not his fucking lips, not at all. If you look at his lips 
and look at the picture on the thing of the person that with the black face. That's not the same smile. That's not the same teeth structure or nothing. He's the one in the clan outfit. If he was, if he would have said that, it would have been a done deal. But his stuff is already shelved and out of the news, and they still mess with lieutenant governor. And I'm like, well, damn. How are y'all? How are I mean, you? Just they like, have done everything except for tar and feather this brother. Just like Smollett, the same thing. The brother can never get a break. Uh, I, I don't care what what's going on. You got the dude in Hollywood. What's his name? Uh, Kettle. Uh, oh, Weinstein. Weinstein. This man mm-hmm. got. They done got twenty five women that said that he been busting moves on them on the casting couch for twenty years. And but you got Bill Cosby in jail, and Weinstein ain't even been to trial yet. We ain't heard nothing about a trial, and is he even ever gonna go to trial? Come on now. And then even even back to the lady, too, with the the college scandal, please. They talk about Smollett more than they talk about that college scandal. And and she ripped and she gave them 500,000 for her little dumbass daughter, please. You know they picked Let me shut up. Well, we're going to go to a caller and see what they have to say about it. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You are live and go right ahead with your comment. And how y'all doing? Y'all fired up tonight. Yeah. Hey, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So, see, all it boils down to that the lieutenant governor, he had a fair with both of them back in the day. The girl talked about her neck. He asked her to do something. She didn't want to do it. She done it before. And all of a sudden, she wants to talk now. So he there you go. He her a job. He wouldn't give a one. Okay? Mm-hmm. But he's already it's passed the polygraph. Yeah, he said he said it didn't go down like that. Everything was consensual. Yeah, but then you got the Republican she done doing it before. And, and she done it before. He told her, "Okay, don't worry about it, honey. Do this for me now. I get I get a job, okay?" Then he crossed her, okay. That's all it is. Yeah, probably so. Exactly. One of them claimed that she had confided. Like that judge had a affair with that woman. Yeah, he he raped that woman. Yeah. Oh, I don't like you no more. Get out of my face. I don't know who you are. That's all it gets down to. Okay. Well, this one of those women who accused him said that she had confided in him. Well, she said she had confided in him that she had been um, a victim of incest or something, had been raped when she was a young child or something, and she felt like he took advantage of her because he knew that information about her. She claims that he told her nobody's going to believe you anyway or that I don't think you'll have the heart to tell anybody or some stuff, something like that. And he said, that never happened. I did not do that. Now, it sounds incredible to me. You know, she's coming up with this whole story. He's saying, I passed the polygraph. So either he's Mm -hmm. cool like ice. Yeah, but. Or she's making it up. i tell you one thing, too, we got to look at, too, which was cold-blooded. I tell you what, caller. Did you hear one of the uh, one of the people in the uh, in the uh, Richmond legislation, one of the Republicans that's against, that's trying to get him ousted out of there? And his comment was that uh, he said that Charles Manson passed the polygraph. So what does that mean? And this is a oh, big wow. white dude. I don't know his name, but that's what he said at a press conference. He said, yeah, we're going to get him out of there for this, these actions. He's claiming he did a polygraph test, but Charles Manson passed the polygraph, so we're not buying that. Now, I think that that lieutenant governor should remember that dude, okay? 
remember him strong because that's very personal and it's got nothing to do with anything. And I feel like this here, especially when it comes to men, for one, let he without sin cast the first stone for one. Okay. And for one, for two, you should never bask in the other people's misery because you never know when misery going to go up your butthole. Okay. You can't sit back and judge. Oh my God. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Well, you can't believe shit happens until it happens to you. That's when you really look in the mirror and say, well, damn, I didn't know I would be the victim of this shit. Well, you never know. People never know what's going to crawl up you. Hell, you can just be a victim of circumstances today. And for this guy to give you all that confidence with his big, fat, white ass and and act like he's holier than thou, really give me a break. You can probably do an investigation on this fat ass. Really, you can go up on You can probably investigate this fat ass in five minutes. Look at the bottom of his shoes and see he's been walking in one of them little, little porno joints with a little boost. And see, he got little cum stains on the bottom of his shoes. Oh, so, boy. What the hell? Give me a break. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Anyway. You already went there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I just don't like people to get on, get on TV and talk like they're holier than thou. Knowing that, you know, if you got any, any if you have any improprieties in your life at all, Please, when it comes to judging other people, you really need to keep your shut damn up. mouth shut. Shut knowing up. Knowing that you're doing some bullshit after midnight. You know what I mean? Come on. Come on. I'm just saying, you know. All anyway, right. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to get everybody quiet in the room. but That's uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we just trying to regroup. We can hear a pin drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got quiet in here. No, but that's how I feel when people get on get on air and yeah, we're gonna get rid of him and yeah, Charles Manson passed the polygraph, so we're not going for that. I'm like, wow, okay, like your life has been. He's gonna, he's gonna write a check to both of them, and they, you'll never hear from them again. Yeah, especially the one in the red. She's she's broke down. And Jill asked her, "Were you doing this for money?" And she said, "No." Yeah, sure. She said, "This is not about money. Nobody's giving me anything." She should have been honest. She should have been honest. I would have said, yeah, I do expect some restitution for this. And at least she would have been honest, you know. But, you know. All right. We're going to move on. All right. Thank you, Cole. We appreciate your input. We're going to move on to cattle. You got one more for us, cattle. What you got? Yeah. This uh, little boy, he claimed he was uh, the young man, Timothy Pitson, that they were looking for. Now, this guy, his name is Brian Michael Rennie, the young man who told police he was missing, the missing teen Timothy Pitson, has a history of lying to the police about his identity. Okay, oh, we got a nut on our hands. Police reported on Thursday that the person who identified himself as Pitson, who disappeared when um, he was six years old in 2011 and uh, will be 14 years old now, was, in, in fact, a 23-year-old from Ohio. A DNA huh. test proved the young man was not Piston. Rather, he is Bryant Michael Rennie, and uh, this wasn't his first run with the law. So why he did it, I'm not sure. Like, maybe we're just dealing with a nut. You said it. Um, he's a nut. Right. So it goes on to say that the um, U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Ohio said Rennie had actually, on two prior occasions, claimed to be a victim of juvenile sex trafficking. In those cases, which took place in uh, northern Ohio, but the dates of um, which were not publicly believed, Rennie's identity was determined 
when his fingerprints were tested by authorities. So he goes on to say, in this case, Rennie refused to give his fingerprints to law enforcement, but he did um, allow them to um, swab him, um, which was then used for the DNA. They're going to get you now or later, <laughs> whatever you give them. So, yeah. Um, so now he um, he faces a um, federal criminal charge for lying to a federal agent, <laughs> which is punishable with up to eight years in federal prison. And um, I'm like, okay. And he's stupid or what? Well, somebody, who was that? One of his relatives his said brother, that he was crazy? His brother said it. His brother came on and said, yeah, I'm not surprised. He's nuts. He said he's nuts. But his brother was all needed shave and was dirty and everything else. So, so he was looking so crazy. That whole family was very destitute, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. but how? But how do you propose walking into somebody's family and saying I'm your son, and mm-hmm. then perpetrate I mean, that? What did you think the mother? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but do you think that the mother was just going to just roll over easy like it was nothing? Oh, that's my son. Oh my God! All right, let's just get back to what we were doing. Yeah, really. No, she's like, that ain't my damn son. Who the hell is that? But this is the stuff mm-hmm. that Lifetime movies are made of. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. White folks he, pro- he probably thought he was going to get something out of the deal, money or recognition. Maybe he he just always been in, in the dark somewhere and have had no, nobody's giving him no attention. So this is his way of getting yeah, but attention. If you claim to be somebody's family member, the family is going to take you in. They're going to give mm-hmm. you a bed and all the rest of that shit. So he was expecting a lot more than money. He's expecting to be taken in and being, you know, locked into the family. Like the Griswolds, he's expecting to be in the back of the damn station wagon. I mean, it was it was just crazy. I don't That was crazy. Well, but they, it, they took whatever test to prove who he was. Yeah, they said he was an ex-con and a crazy guy, a drug addict. That's sad. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, who does that? Yeah, I'm telling you. He does. That's who. But my biggest thing is, did you expect the mother to buy that? You can bring your dirty ass in front of a woman and say, hi, I mean, and how do you just walk out of nowhere into a police station and and claim that? Usually when you Mm -hmm. find somebody's child, you see him in the supermarket. And this dude is 23. 23, and the boy only got captured. He's supposed to be 14 now. 14. He got captured in 2014. When he was, what, 8 or 10 or something like that? In 2014, he was, uh. Abducted, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kid would be 14 now. This man is 23. So he trying to pass mm-hmm. himself off as a 14 That was some sick stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, y'all said it's sick stuff. What is it? Yeah, that was sick. That was sick. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I want to talk about these Afghan uh, uniforms real quick. Uh, Afghan army is being outfitted by the Pentagon in these expensive, ineffective camouflage uniforms. So bottom line is that the Pentagon is spending, what, $93 million to buy 1.3 million uniforms with a forest camouflage, but that doesn't work in Afghanistan. You got the wrong camouflage. I don't know what Afghanistan looks like, but let's just say it looks like a desert, and they're buying forest camouflage. Why would you do that? And mm. And the crazy thing about it is that, this particular forest camouflage is, um, what do you call it? It's a pattern that you got to pay to get the license to use. So they're spending money to use a specific license for this pattern mm. to put it on these folks in an area where it doesn't work because you got the wrong camouflage. 
and they're spending all this money talking about we trying to help the camp the Afghan folk. You ain't helping them. You're putting a target on their back. Yeah, that could be money that Trump's trying to funnel. Because that Afghan, and that's what I'm getting at. That Afghan Something war is funky about this. You you went you could have gotten the right camouflage, which would have cost less money for the government from the defense budget, but you spent money on this expensive Trump stuff. Trumping it up. That's the wrong camouflage. Why? I think Something he's trying to get. And the way that he got old girl um, cutting money for everything. The, what, what's the girl's name from education? Oh, Devos. She Devos. was taking fourteen Best million. Devos. She's taking fourteen million from the uh, Stress Olympics and everything. So I think Trump is trying to cut money from everywhere oh, no. to get through this wall inadvertently. Well, check you know. this out. Since two thousand two, the United States has spent $132 billion to train and equip Afghan security forces. $132 billion. Who are fighting against a Russian army who's Trump's in bed with Putin, and you spending people to fight against. Hell, if you such friends with Putin, why don't you call the goddamn war off? Since y'all are so close, y'all fucking bosom, this is crazy. bosom buddies. If they got the right camouflage uniforms for the Afghans, they could save $71 million over the next 10 years. But they're trying to get this forest print that's like a, a proprietary print. you got to pay for the license to use. This is insanity. So definitely something has got to be wrong. Somebody's palm is being greased. Somebody was told, yeah, we're going to give you the contract for this, and we'll do it, push it all the way up. I don't know. Something is funky with that. But anyway, that's all. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to go over to you, Papa. What you got? I got uh, Motel 6. I'm so glad somebody came down on their ass. <laughs> Motel 6, before I even read the story, I remember the story a few years ago where Motel 6 was in with the uh, immigration people letting them know when illegal people stay in their hotels. Mm-hmm. They was in they was in with ICE and would rat on them, and ICE would come every now and then and make buses at this hotel for, immigra- for uh, illegal immigrants in the Motel 6, and the manager who probably was illegal himself in some kind of respect, was ratting in these people like it wasn't nothing. So anyway, time went by, and the agreement, uh, Motel 6 agrees to pay $12 million in settlements of lawsuits, okay? So the agreement applies to all Motel 6 uh, locations nationwide, all right? Now, places that didn't even do this or wasn't a part of it still got to pay out money, all right? The company also agreed to provide training to employees to protect um, guest privacy and everything else. All right. In a separate lawsuit filed in Arizona, the company agreed in November to pay up to $7.6 million to Latino guests who said hotel employees uh, shared private information um, with immigration officials. All right. In Washington State, Ferguson um, said that uh, Motel 6 gave ICE information on a daily basis. About a total of 80,000 guests without a warrant between 2015 and 2017. In one case, a Seattle man who stayed at the Motel 6 near SeaTac, uh, was uh, he was stopped in a parking lot by ICE agents as he wrapped Christmas presents for his four children. He was detained and deported several days later, Ferguson said. Okay, the man was a sole provider for his family and his wife was struggling to support the children while he was deported wow. back uh, back over over uh, on the other side of the border. In another case, a Vancouver father 
who had lived in the United States for more than 20 years, was detained after staying at a Motel 6 on a trip to pick up supplies for his grocery business, okay? He also was deported. Now, this man just went to Motel 6 to stay overnight. He got caught up in this thing. He left, behind, he left behind his wife and six children when he deported him. All right, so the gentleman, Ferguson, he filed a lawsuit in uh, King County Superior Court last year claiming the company's disclosures violated the state's uh, Consumer Protection Act and a law against discrimination. The, country, the company must create an online tool for guests to report incidents where they uh, believe the hotel chain has uh, shared guest information. So I'm, I'm so glad. That this thing was rectified because Motel 6 was like, I don't know. It was just a bunch of narcs. Well, only because they well, in most cases with a narc, and I found this out during my military days, is that most people that are are acting as narcs are usually in a situation they damn self. And somebody cut them a break for their offer to do that because the military had, I'm not going to say what brands of service I was in, but the military had a, uh, an area where people were go around there like they're they're like they're in they're in that that particular branch of service, but their main objective is to find people or convince people to buy them some weed or buy them some coke Was on the, the owner Army? base. Mm, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Air Force, Navy, really, come Marines. On. What's the other one? Coast Guard. And they, I cannot disclose that. Uh, I respect the institution too much. Just say all of the above. <laughs> yeah, all of yeah. the above, yeah. Oh, okay. But it's sad that they got people out here to just walk around and try to entrap people. Yeah. And that Motel up. 6 thing was, uh, it was it was big. And they were getting people, just because they had, you know, a Spanish-speaking language. But they never knew people's situation. And ICE was there just to... So they were just picking out people based on if they signed in and their name looked Spanish. Exactly. They were like, yeah, I think you better check this one. That's that's really And they will find people that weren't citizens, but you can't just uproot people's lives because you got people here in America now that ain't been citizens for years. Yeah, they've been here for a long time. I mean, you look, I'm going to tell you another thing, too. You got people here in America that have a green card and they're Canadian. And they're over here in America. They've been working at a job for 20 years with a visa and a green or married American person with a green card or what have you, you know, it's, and then got divorced. So it's, uh, I mean, it's just deep. Very okay. deep. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, let's see. What else you got, Cattle? Oh, okay. <clears throat> you finish on the Motel 6? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to put them on the kiss it list. Yeah, Motel 6 okay. is a done deal. Okay. That sounds good. Um, the state sued Trump <laughs> administration over school lunches. Now, I think we kind of touched on this last week, um, but it goes on to say a group of states led by New York is suing the Trump administration over changes it made in school lunch nutrition standards, initially championed by Michelle Obama. Anything to do with Obama? They're trying to erase. Five states yeah. plus the District of Columbia. Hey, filed a complaint in federal court on Wednesday against the Department of Agriculture and Agriculture Secretary, Sonny Perdue. The lawsuit argues that the changes to the um, 2012 school breakfast and lunch standards were rolled back without a required um, public comment period and that they um, go against nutrition requirements um, put in place by Congress. So um, they were talking about some of the 
changes finalized by the Trump administration last year included allowing schools to offer additional milk fla- uh, flavors and curbing the Obama-era uh, regulations on sodium limits. So they were trying to take that out. Uh, when the rollbacks were initially announced in 2017, producers, the move was not intended to diminish nutritional standards. Um, BS, I don't believe that. Um, so the states involved are New York, California, Illinois, Minnesota, New Mexico, Vermont, and Washington, D.C. Um, asked the courts to put a hold on the administration's sodium and the whole grain standards. So it's, it's, so, it's, it's so if I'm understanding you correctly, they wanted to remove the regulations that would make the food for lunch healthier for the kids. Right. You know, the so um, the low sodium and the... Right, the whole grain products, right. Um, so now it's like, okay, I can just give give my kids anything. I mean, yeah, then, so then just keep, you, keep then, pumping them with pizza and French fries every day. Right, and but it's a vicious cycle. So as they get older, they're going to have issues, and then they might have to be dependent on the, um, you know, the government. I mean, he just, I'm sorry, 45 is just ignorant. He just doesn't see certain things. If it has mm-hmm. to undo something um, a, a prominent uh, president or first lady has done, yeah, he's trying to remove all that. And that's sad. Yeah. But see, 45 is a junk food junkie. So he probably feels like, you know, it's nothing wrong with eating burgers and fries and pizza and tacos and all that stuff every day. It's fine. It's, it's beyond that. It has to do with the, the past president. Uh. It's beyond that. We All right, too. I'm gonna put mm-hmm. the Trump administration on the kiss it list mm-hmm. for this for sure. whole thing. They're on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. All right, you uh, you, it, anything else to add to that one? Mm-mm. No, let's just keep, let's just watch this one closely because I'm I'm interested to find out what is going to be the end result. You know, is the courts on the back of the states or or 45? Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, right, welcome back to the uh, pajama party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Yeah, bonsoir, darling. Mwah. It's time for what's popping. Hush, mm. Kettle. What's popping, Papa Dita? Well, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is um, Strahan. What's that boy's name? Michael Strahan? Michael Strahan. I just happened to look at the news this morning for a minute, and they were talking about what was going on tonight. And he didn't. He didn't know what the what the far as he, he's a football guy. Okay, so I guess any other sport is over his head in some respect. But he started saying, "Yeah, yeah, the Final Four. and then they started putting the graphic up on the green on the green screen near him, and they were showing the the female Final Four, which starts tonight, which is on right now. But Strahan let that go off the green screen and started talking about the four men's uh, teams that are playing tomorrow night. Now, I thought that was just so disrespectful to the female basketball team because, you know, as far as, well, let me say it now. Um, tonight you had, on the female Final Four, you had Baylor against Oregon, and that game is over, and Baylor won that game. So Baylor is in a championship game. And the other championship game tonight is UConn and Notre Dame. And right now the score is 24 to 25 in favor of Notre Dame. Notre Dame was last year's winner in the NCAA uh, championship. 
for the females. But Strahan just botched that whole move. He saw the female teams up there, but for some reason he felt like it wasn't important to, to announce it, or he just kind of let it go by. And I'm like, well, damn, bro. You know, it just blew my mind because, hell, them girls from UConn and Notre Dame, them, they some shooters, boy. Them girls can play some ball. They ballers, you know. And uh, so anyway, I just want to put that out with him. But uh, the main thing I want to talk about again is, is uh, the whole thing with uh, Smollett. It's not so much Smollett. It's just that, that whole – the way the, the the way the black folks are just so beat up until it just it seemed like there's always some room in the drawer to, to 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 beat up on black folks. There's always room. There's always a a little bit of space to beat them down. You know, whether it's Bill Cosby or anybody, there's always room. You know, and they don't speak on other things. I mean, I, I just it, it just blows my mind how the the demographic of people today, uh, white folks, what have you, they're trying to live the world like it was lived in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You can even say the damn 90s. But it's not their world anymore. You know, the interracial marriages is of an abundancy, and, and the hip-hop world is intertwining people like you wouldn't believe, as well as social media as well. So therefore, the intertwines of races is becoming very vicious. I mean, it seems like the people that's holding on to the racial aspect is the older people, more or less. You know, that they, they keep trying to funnel it down to their children or grandchildren, for that matter. You know, and they're the ones that's keeping it going. I mean, somebody got to keep it going, and that's what they're trying to do. But the sad part about it, and I just can't emphasize enough that the one lady, what is her name? I don't have her name exactly, but the lady from Full House. With the the whole school scandal, mm-hmm. she gave these people five hundred thousand dollars. Her husband is some type of art developer or what have you. They sit on a bunch of money. He's a fashion designer. <clears throat> fashion designer. She was around with everything. She's been hanging out with Cindy Crawford and everybody like that. So she's been making fat paychecks all over the place as well. So it accumulates a lot of money. I mean, when you can go out, when you can go out in the morning and Put on your best stuff and dress up and just do a bunch of promotional stuff. Well, all you got to do is put makeup on and smile, and somebody gives you a fat check at the end of the day. That's easy money. And that's all she's been making, you know? Hmm. And she's trying to keep herself, you know, looking good. She's a nice looking lady. But she's trying to keep herself in shape, and she wears the latest fashions, and, and she, you know, she's all stylish. And then you got her husband. You know, you think he's Mr. Look So Good. He wears all kind of distinguished beards and all kind of, they project a look that's all, you know, transparent to society. You know, they like the older people with the with the, the, the night. He got the nice five o'clock shadow and, you know, all that stuff that just puts them in the, the demographic of all that. But these motherfuckers are criminals. Straight criminals. You pay $500,000 to have your daughter's SATs done for her. Then you got in college based. You got her in college based on going in on a rower scholarship, and that girl don't know nothing about boating or anything. I mean, it's just it was completely scandalous. But you hear more about Jesse Smollett than you hear about her. They want Jesse Smollett to pay a hundred thousand, when she didn't pay the school five hundred thousand for a daughter, four times as much money. That's a half a million. Half a million dollars that they just got laying around. 
and they got caught. And then she's walking up to the court the other day. She signed autographs outside like it was nothing. Did you see Bill Cosby sign autographs? I don't think so because he's worried about his damn freedom. But she's just smiling and wearing her little outfit. She had a little gold belt and a gold outfit and her little, all her little juries and things, you know, as Sylvester would say. You know, it was just it was just amazing. I said, this is some unbelievable stuff. You know, and it's very interesting. I mean, we got to take a hard look at this. We got to take a hard look at what's what's going on around us. You know, in the same way, like I said, I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. The same way with the, the lieutenant governor of Virginia. These two girls go on TV with this thing here, and they're still beating them up. Then you had the, the, the state, the state uh, one of the state congressional people from Virginia, Republican, he told a guy, we're going to get him. We're going to get He saw what he passed the polygraph. He said, Charles Manson passed the polygraph. That doesn't mean nothing. And then the girls, they're incredible as hell, according to Gail King's uh, interviews. And they're still pushing against him. But the governor, who was accused of blackface from the damn beginning, his shit's out of the news. So how does the lieutenant governor, who got lured into all this because of the governor's mess, How's the governor out of the news and the brother still got his ass up against the wall? Like I said, so take that situation with the Smollett up against the college scandal and the governor up against the lieutenant governor and see how black folks are getting their ass whooped every single day. Whenever it comes to accusing black folks or throwing black folks in jail, people show no damn mercy. So watch yourself out there. Watch how you project yourself out there. If you want to fix your car up, that's nice. That's cool. But don't go crazy with it. Put some nice rims on there. But kind of forego the spinners. You know what I mean? You want some rims? You can go, you know, you know what I mean? Don't go so big, so high. So elaborate. All this is draw attention to you. Because always remember this here. The average, average, the average police officer makes about forty-two thousand a year, but they have access. They can go on a bank in their uniform with their gun, in their uniform. And they can get a loan based on knowing people, being part of the uh, benevolence association or the FO, the FOP or whatever. You know, they they just they they can get things, but they don't make a lot of money. So when they see you out there in that Mercedes looking all fly. They're going to pull you over and see whether or not you're stealing or dealing. Haters. They hating. So just whatever you're doing, whatever you're driving, even where you're living, you can paint your house, but don't go crazy with it. Keep it common. Always have your house match the neighborhood. Don't freak out. Don't let, I mean, unless you got a big, beautiful house from the beginning, you can't help it. But if you got an average house or a row house or a connected house or whatever, or semi-attached, get a nice paint job, get a nice root job, get a nice chimney job, whatever you got to get done. But just watch your elaboration because we're being watched like fucking hawks. And the minute we step out and act like we have glorified ourselves, which under the eyes of God is legal for us to do, it's legit for us to do, and it's a blessing for us to do. But the hawk-eyed, poor white trash, or the jealous haters out there, even black folks. I ain't going to blame it on white folks only. Black folks are some hating asses. 
They have this level of just thinking they need to keep people in the perspective you are. You can go back to your old neighborhood. Let's say you move somewhere to a suburban neighborhood. You decide to go back to the neighborhood and see mom. And you pulling up and you ain't no parking space, so you double park in front of mom's house and you just brought your nice Infinity 2019. No big deal, you know. You work hard, you got this, you got that. So you went down to the city, and then you double park. And what are your neighbors staying out the window? So, oh, wow, wow, look at that, boy, that's a nice car. But then you also got a neighbor on the other side of the street that you never really spoke to in your life, and they said, who's that nigga think he is? You know what I'm saying? It's there. It's there. So do yourself a favor. When you take that infinity into the hood, park it. Double park it with flashers. You bring attention to yourself. Park it. You ain't got to hide it. Fuck it. You ain't got to hide from nobody. But just park it and go see your mom. You know? I'm just putting it out there. Like I said, keep it down, keep it low, keep it right. Enjoy it. They don't get them 24-inch gold spinners. I think they're higher than 24 inches. Oh, no. They, they get high. 30? 30, 30, 30 inches? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, I think you're going to enjoy these. So, uh, oh, am I up first? Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. I've got uh, two men arrested after they took turns shooting at each other. And this is, of course, down in Arkansas, a place called Rogers, Arkansas. Two Arkansas men have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say that they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. This isn't the first time I've heard of this kind of stuff. Uh, these two uh, men, 50-year-old men, well, one was 50, one was 36-year-old, was arrested on Monday. Uh, the police reports say that the two neighbors had been drinking, sitting out on the deck one Sunday when one guy told the other guy to shoot him with a 22 caliber rifle while he wore a bulletproof vest. And uh, affidavit said the shot left a red mark on the chest of the vest, and the guy was angry because it hurt. So then the other guy put on the vest and told the other dude, unload the clip into his back, which caused bruises and serious injuries. They must have been drinking moonshine if they thought, yeah, let's try these bulletproof vests and shoot each other. So that that's what happened. Court records uh, don't list an attorney who could speak on behalf of either one. Uh, I don't know. It looks like they might serve some jail time. But the thing is, I mean, who did they hurt? I mean, physically they hurt each other, but nobody died. Nobody was maimed or anything. I don't know. Moving on. Okay, I'm going to go to Papa Didi. What you got for us? I got this other story that's crazy. Uh, it says a man is forced... Man was forced to shorten his fence, and he gets revenge with the naked mannequins. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, his name was uh, Jason uh, Windus. Jason Windus had built a six-foot fence, uh, which was tall enough to keep his dogs in the yard. 
He said, I put the, he said, I put this fence together for my dog so they could uh, have a place to run and play. He told the San Francisco station, which is uh, KPIX-TV. However, uh, he was ordered to cut his $9,000 fence in half at a neighbor complaint. $9,000 fence? Damn. Hey, at the na- a lot of money on the fence. Money. At the neighbor's complaint, filed a complaint with the city claiming that it obstructed the view of oncoming traffic for drivers at an intersection, according to Oakland Station. Okay, the city agreed and ordered uh, Wyans to uh, alter. He, 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 they ordered him to alter the fence and, and cut it in half, which Wyans said that he didn't consider fair. Okay, as you drive through the neighborhood, you'll see that nobody else has to cut their fence down for any reason, so I had to cut mine. That's what he told the TV station. So Wyans uh, said, uh, city officials said that he would be fined five hundred dollars for every day the fence remains in, in every day the what fence remains in the original condition. So he, uh, so he 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 complained and and he figured out he's going to pull something on them, and he put a bunch of naked mannequins uh, on top of the fence. So when people came by, not only to obstruct their view. But he had a line of naked mannequins nailed to the top of the fence. So when everybody saw, they they, they were having a, oh, that's crazy shit. He said, I couldn't bring myself to throw the mannequins away. He said, I was just saving the mannequins oh, for the man. right occasion. So uh, he was arrested and um, had to post a $10,000 bail. And he's ordered to get rid of the mannequins and the fence. And oh, my God. So wow. shit people do. So he's got naked mannequins. Nailed on top on of the, the fence. fence. So when people come by, not only would their view be obstructed, but at the top of the fence, they were naked mannequins around <laughs> us. Or the stuff on people's minds. The stuff on people's minds today. <laughs> okay. So. I guess he said I had to cut down my $9,000 fence. So I'm going to get some kind of satisfaction. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Kettle, are you there? You... Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. boy. Crazy, crazy. Judge orders both twins to pay child support when neither admits uh, paternity. A pair of identical <laughs> wow. twins, that's the only disadvantage of being identical, in central Brazil are in double trouble after judge ordered them both to pay child support for a single baby. One of the twins had a casual fling with the woman who later gave birth to a baby girl. The woman isn't um, certain which twin is the dad. So Judge Philippe Lewis Karuska wow. ordered the brothers identically only as Fabrico and Fernando to take a DNA test. Both tests um, came back positive. Of course. Uh, and neither man would fess up to being the father, like we hoping to avoid paying up. So the judge said the two men were taking away the child's right to know her real dad. He ordered um, each twin to uh, fork over $60 a month, or 30% of the Brazilian minimum wage toward the child support. So that actually mm. helps the child. She'll be getting twice as much as the kids from a similar, a similar economical background. So um, he also called out um, the deadbeat dads in his court ruling, accusing him of acting in, quote-unquote, bad faith and uh, stating such vile behavior cannot be tolerated by the law. So the judge ruled that the names of both men will appear on the girl's birth certificate. I've never heard that. Maybe the laws are That's different over there. 
But I thought only so one name them, could go on there. So both of them are paying child support because neither one of them will confess of right. who is the father of the child. And I guess it's hard as far as the DNA test because they're twins. It's hard to distinguish, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because so. I guess their genetics both come back, you know, with the same DNA structure. Right. Right. Wow. So. Yeah. Now, that I've never heard of. I've never heard of a case like that. So, yeah, I've never yeah. heard a judge saying both of y'all going to pay. I guess right. he said if, one, if, if the real father won't stand up, then both of you will pay. <laughs> he probably figured by saying that the real one would stand up and say, all right, I don't want my brother to suffer. Yeah, you would so think so. So I'll go ahead and pay him. Uh-uh. ain't happening. Nope, ain't happening. Okay. That's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see. Tonight, I'm just saying, I want to go right into that. Um, I want to talk about this arrest situation that happened in D.C. where this 10-year-old boy got handcuffed out in the street. In D.C., broad daylight, they handcuffed a 10-year-old child and put him in the back of the squad car. So... And that happened this week in D.C. Ten-year-old black boy was accused of armed robbery and arrested in the streets of D.C. on the 6 o'clock news when I saw it. And now when I saw it, right, I asked myself, what are we doing? Are we arresting kids? I'm just saying it was horrible to watch. Now, they said that this kid held a BB gun on another child and took his cell phone along with several other kids, like a little gang or something. But it was painful to see. Then they blurred it out on the news as far as the child's face and all. But to see them handcuffing a 10-year-old child like that, it, it was just, it was disturbing to me. Now, they said that this crime happened near Union Station, which is like the main train station, um, and it's also a metro stop. But the police said that two children stopped, or two or three kids stopped a 10-year-old boy, and that they said it was a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old that were positively identified as taking part in this robbery. But the police say also that they recovered the BB gun and the stolen cell phone, because apparently they took this kid's cell phone at gunpoint with this BB gun. However... The Attorney General, Carl Racine, said in a news conference that was held today that his office received, I mean, reviewed multiple surveillance videos that they looked at the crime because there were cameras in the area. They looked at the videos and they were certain that this particular 10-year-old boy did not have a role in the armed robbery. This kid was innocent, totally innocent. But yet... And still, this child was traumatized by being handcuffed like a criminal and put in the back seat of this police car with all these people on looking. People were yelling and crying, screaming and whatnot, saying that he should be left alone, etc. And his mother, I can't even imagine what she went through, crying and pleading for her son. I'm just saying, is this what we're doing now? Are we arresting kids? All these people out here gang-banging and doing all this crazy stuff, and the police are out here arresting children? 
It seems to me that the police just rushed to judgment because the kid who said his cell phone was taken identified these kids and said, yep, that was him. He's the one. There was no jury involved or anything. They took the word of a kid and arrested another kid like that in the middle of the street in broad daylight, handcuffed this child. That's not right. They have permanently scarred this kid. And how do you get past that? Do you think an apology is supposed to take care of it? His mother said that this child has been having trouble sleeping. Uh, You think? The police are saying now that they acted in accordance to the rules and procedures. But if that's true, then I question the rules and the procedures. They made a spectacle of that child by arresting him and handcuffing him in the street like that. And I can't believe that their procedures dictated that particular course of action. So I'm just saying, if that's what we're doing now, we're arresting kids in the middle of the street without knowing for sure if they're the guilty party, and that's right? No, it's not right. These children don't deserve to be mentally and emotionally damaged like that. Who's going to help them when they need therapy as a result of this kind of stuff? Is the city going to pay for it? I doubt it. That's all I'm saying. This is red wine. I'm just saying. Are we arresting kids prematurely? Is that really what we're doing? I say it shouldn't be what we're doing. I have a problem with it. And I think anybody with a conscience would have a problem with it. All right. I'm just saying. What are you going to do? Stuff's off the chain. Living for the city. What's going on in the city, Papa? Well, what you said, it was it was deep. I saw it on the news in the, in the D.C. area there, and it was amazing how it was... Uh, it was disgusting. Two white cops that was escorting that black kid into the back of that car, too. Disgusting. So we won't even go there, but uh, you won't see up in Montgomery County or all around there and uh No, because if they do areas. it, it won't be on the news. But anyway, I'll shut up. I think people of another area, or suburban area, that little kid beat him, pulled out his cell phone and called the right people. And, you know, I guess sometimes I feel that um, the reason why um, blacks are so harassed, because I think the average cop or whatever feels that black people aren't connected to nothing. You know, Trump made it very evident when he said, vote for me, what else would he have to lose? You know, like like we were sitting on nothing. Like, you know, what, what you guys are just out there. What do you have to lose now? Here we didn't united around Barack Obama for eight damn years, and you got a nerd to think somebody needs your ass? Are you fucking kidding me? Hmm. You know, so that's what really gets me. How this man, his his, his ego, but you know, and we can speak on him because I'm not going to speak on him per se. But let's just speak on where he is in his life, his age, and everything else, his health. I'm not wishing no bad luck on him, but despite him trying to be arrogant, I know that deep down inside. Trump really wishes he would. We'll call him 45. We only say his name like that. I'm not going to disgrace his name. His name probably is a part of maybe somebody in his family that was actually a nice person. But anyway, 45, at the age he's at, and the arrogance he's still showing based on thinking he's always on camera. And if you look at his demeanor when he goes and he does some of these uh, little uh, benefits and he goes to these key places, whether it be uh, uh, Michigan and Red states that he won big time, and this is where he does his rally points. He gets out there and he's almost like, like a Steve Harvey or, or a, you know, like a great comedian, 
and he just he pulls out all the stock. He he sweats different. He carries on different. He talks with. He talks like he's just a person that's just out there as a as an, an evangelist behind a private particular situation. It has nothing to do with him being the, the the president of the whole United States. Everything from Maine to to Oregon, from California back to Florida. You know what I mean? You everybody in that whole scope is watching you in that four corner aspect they call United States. And you're in Michigan talking like a, 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 a buffoon and getting away with it because every all the surrounding factors, the Fox News and everything else is the in between stuff, and the politicians and everybody are just catching them just like a, a big old safety net, and it's accepted. But but like I said, let's get back on this situation. Now here's a man that's what what is he seventy two something like that. So even if he does get reelected. After four years, there's nothing you can do. After four years, you got to go. Good, bad, or ugly. You know, Barack had to go. People probably voted for him for another damn four years if they could. Okay? Eight years, yeah. Another, no, but well, four to start. Mm-hmm. But anyway, after four years, if he has to go after that, then what are you going to become? What What are you at that point? Because you have no voice. And if somebody comes in after you to have some validity, and then you'll be four years older. And once you get 76, 78 years old, you know, when it comes to men, man, you start messing with that prostate, you know, and all them little male issues you got, you know what I mean? Can't hold your piss for five minutes, you know what I'm saying? All these things that come on to an older man. So you can act like you you fancy and you're, you know, you got all this young vibrance, but, you know, father time is undefeated when it comes to growing old. And I think, too, with his aggressiveness, I would think that going forward with his age, and I wish he lives to be 150, I'm not wishing no no untimely things on him, but I think that as he gets older, he should be grooming someone else with his particular attitude that can be accepted to roll like him. Because I think that once he stops barking like that, I don't think anybody else in their family is going to have that kind of bark. I don't think they really have that kind of validity to have that kind of bark. I don't think they will stand for anything, you know, whether it be Donald Trump Jr. I mean, look at the players now. Where's his daughter? She's hiding behind a little bullshit job in the White House, you know. Her husband, he's buying a property where, like, he's some kind of connoisseur. He's just a, he's on the tail end of his own father. Father went to jail for a bunch of crap. Who was who went to jail according to the, uh, he, the he was busted by the New Jersey prosecutor, which is uh, Chris, Christie. Chris Christie. That's why they didn't give Chris Christie no job, because Chris Christie threw the Donald Trump's uh, daughter's husband in jail, threw her, threw her father-in-law in jail. So it, it, it's it's so deep. And like, like, like old folks say, you know, and this too will come to pass. It really will. And I think that the world will really begin to understand the mess. You ever see a fire at night, you know, of a house? And then when the sun rises on a new day, take a look at that fire or that house and everything that happened at night. It was a big fire and you had, a, like, man, 20 fire trucks out there and police and Red Cross and everybody. And it went on between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning. But then by 10, 11 o'clock that next day, you look and see the damage that was done, the remnants that was done. The, the, the backdraft of everything that happened. And I think this was going to happen when Trump gets out of office. The next person will come in here and say, damn, this place is a mess. 
this White House this White House has been flipped. I think he just takes everything that Barack had or stood for and just flipped it. Instead of coming in with your own ideals. Don't you think when you go to a job, a new job, the first thing you want to do is represent yourself? You want to bring your own ideals in there and bring other things in? But no, this man just came in kicking over kicking kicking over combs. Instead of you abiding by the orange combs on a highway, you got your car and you just start kicking them over. Now he's went in the White House and changed the website, changed the whole everything, anything, anything that Michelle Obama did. I'm I'm surprised he ain't walk out to Michelle Obama's garden and just walked over top of the damn tomatoes. You know he didn't give a damn about anything that the Obamas left up in that joint. That place is totally. He remodeled certain areas and did this and. You know, probably put his little gaudy stuff like he had in this hotel in Atlantic City, all his gold drapes. But the sad part about it, them big old gold drapes he had, and I stayed in a couple of his hotels in Atlantic City. If you look on top of all that gaudy drapery, the dust up there was like an inch thick because the cleaners couldn't get up there. And, you know, people don't, cleaners don't really clean, you know, hotel rooms to the fullest anyway. You look around the edges, pull the dresser out of the way to get something from behind it, you see nine pounds of dust. Everybody's seen that in the hotel, right? You go pull the, the end table out, and you say, damn. And they run the vacuum across the floor and what have you. But but long story short, this is a short-lived situation. This is, if we can deal with this storm now, hopefully this thing will pass, and hopefully things will get back into some kind of perspective. But the one thing that I do have to honor Barack for is that he just kept the place at a normal kill. You know, he made his whatever he did to the, his, his mistakes, whatever he did, he's not perfect. A lot of people didn't agree with the things he'd done, but he kept the world at a at a common state, you know, at a at a breathable notion. But this thing we're going through now is pretty deep, so just let's be careful. All right, Pastor. that's all I gotta say about that. All right, appreciate you. All right, welcome back to the John Part One Hills Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Yo. Yo. And red Yo. wine. I'm fine, darling. Oh, hello, Kettle. All right, it's yeah. time for the Hollywood wrap-up. Yes, hello. Girl, what you drinking? Okay, it's time for the Hollywood wrap-up. I'm drinking some good stuff. I'm going to get into some, some movies, but um, I'm going to talk about a little tidbit. So get into some movies. The um, latest movie out, well, I did go see Us. It was very interesting. That's the one with um, Gordon Peele. Um, uh, one to ten, it was like a six and a half. I'll give him that, but it's it's it was just strange. Um, I just didn't get with the concept. I I didn't understand what he was he was trying to reach. <laughs> so you guys have to judge your own, uh, <laughs> analyze it your own way. Um, we got two um movies that are coming back. Well, Shazam! I've never seen Shazam in the movies. It's always been like a TV series. Um, you guys remember Shazam out there, um, superhero. So that's coming back. Um, it's um, stars Zachary um, Levi and Digimon Funso. Oh, he's in there. Interesting. I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> if if you guys don't know who that is, that's the um, the guy that married um, Russell Simmons' uh, ex-wife. Um, so that should be interesting. Shazam. Also, Stephen King is back in Pet Cemetery. Oh, wow. Pet Cemetery is back. If you guys haven't seen the original one, 
I guess watch the original one. Uh, if you can get to the second one, you might be too scared to watch the second one. But the first one was was a was a scare, and uh, so was this one, Pet Cemetery, <laughs> Stephen King. Um, about the, the pets, you know, uh, die and then they come back. And okay, a whole nother. Uh, he, he created his own genre. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is out. Um, also, I think I want to check this one out called The Best of Enemies with um, Taraji P. Henson and um, uh, the gentleman's name is um, Sam Rockwell. Um, it's, a, it's a true story, civil rights activist and Atwater. She faces off against um, C.P. Ellis. Um, he was a Klansman, Ku Klux Klansman, and this was in Durham, North Carolina. Um and they fought over um, the issues of school integration. And they end up pairing together, and uh, they became good friends. Uh, Taraji, you know, African-American, and, and the um, guy, Sam Rockwell, is this white guy uh, from the KKK. So, interesting. But it is uh, derived from a, a true story. Now, there's one movie that's back called Hellboy. If you guys are not familiar with that. That was just a a crazy, crazy action adventure fantasy type movie. Um, the original Hellboy. Now this Hellboy has um, come back out. So uh, if you guys in the supernatural and human and human uh, characters, you guys are like that. And one last one is Little, starring our own uh, DC homegrown Regina Hall. Um, Issa Rae and um, Marcy Martin. Uh, she, she's a little girl that plays in Blackish. Um, a little girl, um, the young lady Regina Hall. She is transformed into a, a little girl, and the little girl is transformed into um, the main character, the, the, the young lady. So, I mean, it's been done before, but it's, I think it's the characters um, that are in the movie that will make the movie. So. You guys need to go check out Little. Um, also, last one last note, um, Kathy Lee Gifford, today was her last day uh, on the from uh, the Today Show. She would do the third hour or coda. And, uh, you know, guys were always drinking wine and doing their thing, whatever, but she was on there for 11 years, and um, she's saying farewell to Today Show. Um after she leaves there, she plans to do um, movies, and um, she did say books. So, so she's still working. Um, she's up to an age, but, hey, she's still working. She has a, a son and a daughter, uh, Cody. The son was there and the girlfriend and the daughter. She, she didn't make it, but they did do a videotape, and they were just saying how, um, you know, talking about their mother and her career and, um, how influential she was in their lives and things like that. It was pretty good, pretty touching. So, Kathy Lee Gifford um, off to the Tay Show after 11 years. Matter of fact, uh, um, Jenna Bush, she's going to take over. Uh, that's um, President Bush's um, daughter. She's been back and forth on the Today Show, but she's going to take her spot uh, her uh, with Coda. All right. Well, that's my Hollywood wrap-up for the night. Mm-hmm. All right, appreciate it. Okay. What's happening out where? All right, all right. Uh, Let's do. uh, Let's see. What you got for us tonight for the cocktail of the week? Called the hobnail. 
Um, we're gonna, it's, it's, <laughs> it includes 1.5 ounces of pig's nose blended scotch. Never heard of it, but sounds interesting. Uh, 0.75 ounces of ginger syrup, 0.75 ounces of lemon juice, one teaspoon of Averna Amaro, which is a liqueur, and also two dashes of um, Agorastura bitters. Uh, we're going to shake that and double strain into a rock glass, add ice and garnish with a uh, healthy swab of uh, orange. So... Pig's nose blended scotch. Interesting. So that's called the hobnail. H-O-B-N-A-I-L. Hobnail. Interesting name. Okay. So you can check that out on the uh, website at apajamaparty.com. We'll have it up uh, by tomorrow. But uh, take a look at it. You might want to try it out. It's tasty. Uh, let's see. Thank you for that, Kevin. Uh, let's see. Oh, the kissing list. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Can you tell us about the kissing list? All right, the kissing list is everybody that showed their butts over the last week or so. We put together a <laughs> list. Of, uh, we put together a list of everybody who, uh, you know, thought they were bigger than life itself and got caught in the act or what have you. And uh, we got a song for them at the end of that. So, first person I want to put on the list is, I got to get that woman's name, man. The one from Ooh. Full House. Oh. Anyway. What's her name? Lori? Is it Lori something? Yeah, Lori something. We'll call it Lori something. Yeah, the Full House Lori Laughlin. The Full House lady. Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, she was actually working with Cindy Crawford over the last couple of weeks. I think Cindy got rid of her ass. She said, don't come near me, you criminal. <laughs> anyway, Cindy got rid of her. Um, let's see. The Department of Defense with these Afghan uniforms, and I think that it's really money being funneled toward that uh, wall. Yeah, you got Motel there. 6, the Motel 6 rattling all those immigrants that were staying there. They wasn't nothing but a bunch of narcs kissing the government's ass, so they can, they just as illegal they damn so. How many, how many times you go to a motel? Well, I've never been to a fucking Motel 6. <laughs> anyway, I'd rather sleep in a car. Anyway, uh... <laughs> The Trump administration for trying to roll back the school lunch program. Uh, Michelle Obama put together a healthy school lunch program, and Trump's administration trying to feed them kids uh, corn dogs and a bunch, a bunch of, of salt. A bunch of carnival food. All that sodium. Uh, like I said, the college scammers. Um, yeah, all of them. The cops in D.C. They arrested a ten-year-old boy. That was innocent. Yeah, it was innocent. He he wasn't even in the whole situation. The kid just pointing him out. Uh, let's go Strahan for uh, forgetting about the females tonight. Uh, also, the uh, the coach of the uh, Notre Dame team, she said that she don't want no men on her on her coaching staff. You know, she said men got the power and they run this and run that. We don't want no men. Men. They won the championship last year. They had a couple men that recruited good people so they could win and she got rid of them after they won the championship so right now they didn't need them anymore yeah all right anybody else cattle you got anybody you guys have covered it all all right well we have something for everybody on the kiss it list here's your kiss prize my entire ass kiss my Irish ass you better kiss my Irish ass 
my ass. You can just It's time for the last word. What's your last word tonight, Pop? My last word is, um, so we'll have a good weekend this weekend, weather-wise. Uh, hope everybody is uh, in perspective. I want to send a shout-out to my man David in Philadelphia. Hope your help is on the man. I'm going to be this weekend to check you out. David. <laughs> Bonsoir. Mon ami. Mon ami. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you continue to stay on the men, brother, and uh, get back healthy. Um, I got a birthday coming up, so you can hang out with me. Maybe we have to sneak you out of that place. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about it. All right. All right. Well, my last word is. It was my turn. My last word is just, you know, to the D.C. police, stop jumping so quick. To arrest these children. Yeah, that, that little if kid is. If it. you don't really know what the situation is, don't be so quick. Because you don't know. You know, they're out there playing judge, jury, and executioner, yeah. and that's not cool. So that's all I'm saying. I'm going to go over to you, Carol. What's your last word? Um, my last word, I really didn't have one at first, but until I heard this last caller, all I can say is. Uh, has gotten me through a lot of things is grace and mercy. Yep, yep, yep. Grace and mercy. Let's, let's just drive for that. Let's right. pray on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, Kevin. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah. Uh, please visit our website at apajamaparty.com. That's apajamaparty.com. Thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown, for sponsoring our show, paying the bills, putting the lights on, et cetera, et cetera. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. God bless your hearts. We just want to say uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we're going to do it again next Friday night. So uh, let's see. Oh, no, next Friday night, I think we're going to be pre recorded. Really? Yeah, I believe so. Next Friday night. Yeah, I believe next. Oh, no, we're not. We're good. Never mind. I'm tripping. We'll be here next Friday night. Do it all again. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Got a couple of big birthdays yeah. coming up. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to keep yeah. ahead of the schedule. So, all right. Grandman coming up. Yeah, Grandman got a birthday. Got a grandman on the Papa Didi has a birthday. Yeah. yeah. We got to get them all in. That milestone. Papa I'm scared. Didi. I'm I'm scared of that yeah. milestone, boy. That's a new that's a new thing. So we're getting ready to get that in order, but in the meantime, like I said, check us out on apajamaparty.com. We love you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you. Just thank you for being you. 
And uh, we're going to check out. So uh, you're going to say goodnight to the folks, Papa? Good night, everybody. Cattle, say goodnight. Good night, everybody. All right, and bonsoir. Till next Friday night, we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show, and good night. Good night. Oh,